This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, I'm Arjun. And it's a pleasure to welcome you to this edition of Secrets to Win Big. Winning is fun, but I have found that winning big puts you at a unique place where you can sustain the win over a period of time. That to me is real fun. So today, in this podcast, you will hear from leaders from all walks of life, from all around the world, who will show their unique way and secrets to win big. There's not one formula, one path, and that's the reason listening to multiple speakers is very important. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce my VIP guest, Bob Bafundo. Bob is an industry veteran and a true leader of people. It's very important because this is what we will talk a lot about, the leadership of people and is currently serving as the CEO of Buffalo Wings and Rings, a 60-unit sports restaurant and bar headquartered in Cincinnati. He was formerly president of Rave Restaurant Group, where he was in charge of legacy brands like Pizza Inn, Fast Casual Pizza in a Pioneers, Pi 5. He was president of Garbanzo Mediterranean Grill, a startup fast casual Mediterranean Grill concept, the first one of the first in that category. He was vice president of company operations for Racks, Midwest regional sandwich chain and, and Racks restaurants. He also started his career at KFC, where he made a big impact in driving sales and profits for nearly 200 restaurants in the Southeast division, a very enviable and also admirable position to start your career with and have impact that early. Bob has been raised in operations and always been driving, driven by his strong team building skills. He is recognized as a rock star in franchise relationships and has earned the trust and admiration of franchisees in every organization he has worked with. Bob, welcome and it's an honor to have you on this podcast. Thank you, Arjun. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, I'm honored to be included. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So let me right off the bat ask you about that unique rock star status in franchisee relationships. Okay. Like in any industry, not restaurants, anywhere, it just feels like franchisees and franchisors were not meant to have an amazing relationship. It's always adversar- adversarial. Franchises claims that corporate does not care. They do not see what it hurts, where it hurts. And corporate claims that franchisees do not get the brand, the big picture. In this background, how have you succeeded, not once, but continuously to earn the trust of franchisees and create big brand wins? Well, my belief is, Arjun, it's a very simple formula. I think um, the best thing anyone can do to drive franchise or results 
is to improve the store level performance of franchisees. Um, and again, when you consider the math involved, when you consider uh, most franchise systems are built 75% franchise stores, 25% company, the math always works in your favor if you are driving restaurant level performance for franchisees. So uh, I try to keep my focus there. I try to create open dialogue with the franchise owners, understand what their pain points are and work to try to resolve those um, and to improve their performance. When the investment works, I've never seen a franchisee back away from building additional restaurants. Um, if, if the financials are there at the store level, um, the business becomes a lot of fun. So that's brilliant. From day one, your primary focus is to be the pain point resolution person for franchisees. So you exist to take care of their pains and get them to higher level of success. And as you did, the math is brilliant. Like if 75% of your brand is successful, it moves the whole tide. You know, again, related to this is the word, you know, you use to with pride to define you is raised in operations. What does that mean? Like, how did it help you connect with team members? And why is that important for success? Well, I think it simply means that I've walked in the shoes of my most important customer. And in this case, and in some of the roles I've been in previously, that means uh, the franchise owners, or it means the restaurant manager, or to your point, Arjun, the restaurant team. Uh, and so when you've done that role and you understand the challenges associated with it, and I have been a franchise owner and uh, lived through the ups and downs of that, uh, it's much easier to understand what you've got to do to support um, support those operators. And so, um, you know, appreciating uh, that audience, valuing their input, um, understanding that as you resolve problems and build credibility with that audience, you put yourself in a better position to implement new initiatives with them that they may not have thought about at this point. So you, you talked about you being a franchisee. When you were on that side of the table, what would be one or two things you wished corporate did that you now include as you, you know, in your services or in your initiatives or efforts? Yeah, great, uh, great question. I think um, one of the things, uh, and, I, and I, by the way, when I became a restaurant franchisee, I had more than 20 years experience in the business, but I stepped into a concept that was doing some very creative things from a menu standpoint. Uh, but uh, implementing a very broad menu um, and it created challenges. It created challenges for recruiting, for training, uh, for maintaining uh, kitchen staff that was capable of executing the menu uh, at the desired level that you wanted. And 
I frequently push back on simplifying menu and and uh, making it easier to succeed uh, back of the house um, and therefore making it easier to provide a consistent product for the customer. Um, and, uh, you know, that's something I'm currently working on today at Buffalo Wings and Rings is how do we make it easier for our cooks to, uh, to succeed? Um, and how do we deliver a more consistent product through easier procedures, simplified menu, uh, better training materials, et cetera? Now, Bob, you are taking me back to my first day in operations at Papa John's and from <laughs> running, you know, from marketing from there, when I moved to VP of marketing and operation services, I was touring the first restaurant and of course, really proud of what the marketing team has accomplished. I asked this one restaurant operator. So what do you think about marketing? Aren't we brilliant or are we brilliant? You know, it was of course an unloaded, unbiased question. <laughs> So this guy said, of course, you are brilliant. And then he took me to his tiny back office, which may be three feet by three feet, okay? Mm -hmm. Every corner of that office was plastered with posters we in marketing made. Of course, right away, I knew this was my favorite operator who took every post poster seriously. Then this guy looked at me and said, you know, Arjun, can you do me a favor? I said, yes, please. So next time, you roll out something new. Can you tell me what not to do? Because we just can't take it anymore. We just, it's like we realized they were at a point where doing one more thing complicates their life even more. And I think when you talked about, you know, what your role is, as I started looking at is how do we make it easier for every person at every level to succeed? You know, as a leader, you are breaking barriers. You are helping them succeed. I think that's such a powerful concept as you start looking at it. So now from team members, Bob, I want to push you a little bit on a different side is, as an operator, how do you always put the customer experience first? Hmm. You know, I think um, the first thing we do is support our teams. Um, the people at the restaurant level make or break the customer experience. And so providing the support that our teams need, eliminating barriers, making it easier for them to meet the needs of the guest is a critical first step. But beyond that, um, I also say that as leaders, it's important to, it's so important uh, for us to uh, be the role model when it comes to that creating that customer experience and uh, I've never seen a bad customer service program. I've never seen a program that doesn't increase uh, the benefits uh, that the customer receives when they visit your business or your restaurant. Um, what I see typically most typically is a failure to execute and uh, one of the ways uh, we can ensure execution is um, is by making sure we are always the role model for that for that great customer experience, whether at the restaurant level or the corporate level. Um, I think that principle is extremely powerful. So to me, that's so powerful is be a role model. It just goes back to my grandma told me, it's not what you tell, it's what you do. 
that defines. And I think that's such an amazing connection. So, Bob, you know, based on what you're talking about, you being in the position of franchises, feeling the pain, and now literally you're taking and starting right away being the pain point resolution person. If you talk to, you know, you take your experience and skills beyond the restaurant industry, what would be one or two things which are universal that any field, any other Bob Bufundo is working on, they need to know based on your experience, your learning? Yeah, great question. I think um, I'll start that out by saying people first, always. Um, and I think that's something that is so easily forgotten uh, by very brilliant, very capable people that take leadership roles uh, is we have to avoid the trap of sometimes getting so deep into the plan and to the strategy and, and, and the thought process behind that, that we forget to bring people with us. And so I'll always start with people. Um, I have an old saying that I use all the time with my teams that with the right team, this business is a hell of a lot of fun and without the right team, it's just hell. Um, so it's your choice. <laughs> Um, as a leader, you can choose to invest your time and build the right team or, or to try to do it without it, but um, uh, you'll live with the results either way. Uh, and then lastly, I, I think for me, um, I, I borrow from Peter Drucker a lot, um, and I always try to maintain that balance between doing the right thing and doing things right. Um, I think there's a big difference there. Um, you know, um, strategy without execution is worthless and, and, you know, and great execution of a bad strategy doesn't get you anywhere either. So um, I think that creating that balance between uh, strategy and execution, that's part of the reason I like to keep it simple is, uh, you know, focus, focus on just a few initiatives and do them as well as you can. So I want to go back a little bit more on what you talked about is people first always, then you talked about don't do not ever forget. You know, sometimes, you know, this becomes a cliche because when we are academics sitting in this amazing air conditioned office in a conference room, we use people first always. But when we jump into real world, not too many people or too many leaders wait and hold the door till every team member crosses the finish line. So how do you make sure that it's not a word or phrase that you're using, but you're living that every day? Like what are some thoughts, suggestions you have for rest of us that we are living it, not just saying it? Well, I think that again, as you said earlier, when you referenced your grandmother, it, it comes from our actions, right? So um, for example, one of the things we're working on right now, Arjun, is uh, helping franchisees in this very difficult environment of recruitment and staffing and retention at the restaurant level. Uh, we're, we're working on helping them with programs and systems that will make it easier to effectively staff their restaurant. Now, in the short run, 
Um, there's really no monetary benefit to us as a franchise or to do that. Um, we get nothing for those efforts. Uh, long term, if I make it easier for a franchise owner to staff his business and therefore serve the guests, uh, my chances of winning long term uh, as they build sales versus their competitors who are struggling with those same challenges mm -hmm. um, is, is pretty strong. Awesome. So it's all about focusing long term. If you joined late, you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, and my VIP guest today is Bob Bufundo, a rock star operations leader and highly respected in the field of franchise relationships. You know, sometimes we write our own resumes, but to me, what matters most is how people define or describe us. So one of Bob's teammates who has worked with Bob for a long time described Bob as a true example of a servant leader. He's an incredible thought partner and gives guidance to his teams so they can, they can be their best. Not only does he give great insight, but he also rolls up his sleeves to help to get the job done. Franchisees highly respect him and see him not only as a business partner, but as a friend who wants them to succeed. Wow. So Bob, in this journey, what has been, a, you know, and can you give us an, give me a, share with us an example of a person or an incident that has been a true inspiration to you? Well, I'd probably talk about a couple of people, Arjun, rather than rather than one incident. I had the opportunity working at Racks when it was a startup chain of just thirty-five restaurants, and uh, two people in leadership roles there uh, taught me some very valuable lessons. One was Pat Ross, who was the founder. Uh, the second was Ed Arndt, who was the key operator in the organization. And Pat, uh, as much as he had a million things on his plate and was trying to grow a restaurant chain, uh, made an incredible commitment to development of people. And uh, looking back on that today, being a little older and wiser, I'm even more amazed by the commitment he made and the investment in real dollars he made to developing his team. And I think he was simply smart enough to know that he wasn't going to be able to accomplish his goals. Um, unless he had the team to, to take him there. Um, so as much as we all think about site selection and construction and design and all of those things, uh, Pat really focused on people and making sure he had the, the horses to get the job done. And, and that's something I've taken with me. Uh, Ed as an operator firmly developed in me the the focus on doing things right and being the best that you could and, and, and making execution a point of difference. So I was just blessed to work with those guys simultaneously and, and, and really see from them as role models, mm -hmm. how strong that combination of, uh, of execution and people development could be. So if you take that, what you have learned from these inspirations and you have not only you have been successful, but you have also hired a lot of successful leaders. What are a few traits that you look in future leaders, which are non-negotiable, most important to you? 
Yeah, I think for that, I, I, I tend to look at commitments um, first. Um, how focused are they in um, helping the company achieve its goals, being successful in the role you're going to put them in? Um, and and right along with that, Arjun, I'd probably say focused on results as well. Um, I think this is a business where people um, can sometimes become confused with activity versus results uh, because um, it's such a demanding business. It, it demands so much of key players in terms of hours and schedule. So it is the, does the focus go beyond that? daily work and, and daily tasks, and is it, does it stay focused on results? And then um, maybe most importantly, a desire to take people with them, um, to really develop talent and, um, and share the accolades along the way to see people improve. Um, I think, uh, and I think that's something you can get at in an interview. If everybody can brag about themselves, but <clears throat> real leaders will give you, will be able to tell you stories about specific people, specific situations, um, how that person developed, what they were able to accomplish, where they are today. Mm -hmm. um, and when I find somebody who's as proud of, what one of their associates has accomplished in life as they are of their own accomplishments. I, I know there's somebody out there that we can re really work with from a leadership standpoint. You know, you remind me of one of the best CFOs I've ever, not one of the best, he is in my mind, the best CFO I've ever worked with, David Flannery. And when I was talking to him in this podcast, I don't know why I was tally marking, but I was tallying at the end. I realized during the 30 minutes, he had talked about 11 individuals who worked for him and he bragged about each one of their accomplishments and also shared what their most recent success story was. Oh, that's great. And, and that's, that's great. exactly what I'm looking at is that level of pride and ownership is what you're talking about is the desire to take people forward. Yes. And that I think, you know, and I also love what you talked about is do not get confused between activities and results. You know, a lot of us in the corporate world where many a time, you know, we think a type A personality is a great leader, the person who just shows, you know, hustle, I'm doing things. It really doesn't matter till you get results. And that's the part where teams you have worked with always have shared that you keep things simple and you focus on doing few things right and these two have been your drivers of success. So help me understand a little bit more. How do you find, identify the main thing, that one thing to focus on? What's the secret to keep things simple? Well, I would say that um, a long time ago, someone taught me that driving change at the restaurant level <clears throat> is a little bit like pouring water into a funnel. And what I mean by that, to elaborate on that, is you can pour as fast as you want, but by nature, the funnel is only going to allow so much water to go through. And if you're frustrated by that and you want to go faster, 
you can pour it faster, but you're just going to spill more water and eventually it's not going to hit the target you're looking to get it to, right? So um, in a very similar way, driving change at the restaurant level is exactly the same. There's only uh, so much that can be absorbed. So our focus needs to be not on speed margin as much as traction. What, what are people able to take in and then implement? And, um, you know, generally uh, our business is one of repetition, right? Whether it's making sandwiches or cooking chicken wings or whatever the challenge is at the restaurant level, um, we get we get great at what we do from a lot of repetition and having a process and a system of doing that. So I, I believe driving change at the restaurant level is no different than that. Um, you, you've got to implement a process, implement what you want to do, and then, and then create repetition. And the more repetition you create without uh, distractions, without diluting that effort, <clears throat> the better results you're going to get. So create reputation without distraction. And it's not speed, but traction. And you know, the thing, concept I really like also is what you talked about the funnel example, because right away what I started thinking about is, what is the bottleneck capacity? Because that is what will define us. And an incredible example of that was John Schnotter at Papa John's you know, in early days, came to a management team meeting. And he being John, of course, he could do whatever he wanted in the meeting. So he started the meeting by juggling one ball. Very unique, very strange. He went on. And after 10 minutes, he said, you know, I could be the best juggler if I use only one ball. And then he took two or three and four. It was a disaster. And he just helped us understand the whole lesson of focus by saying, guys, do one thing right. Like till you can be the world's best one ball juggler, don't even go to two, forget three. And I think what you're talking about just connects so well. So Bob, next one, you know, a question is a very philosophical question, you know, with all your wisdom, Bob Bufundo in 2020 goes back and find that young kid, young Bob, fresh out of college with full excitement, what would be one advice you would give Bob? And secondly, knowing Bob's career and everything else, how cool he is, if he didn't go into the restaurant industry, what could be one other rest industry in which Bob Bafundo could go? Wow, okay. Well, the first part of that is easy. Um, I would say that I learned to work through people much later in my career than I should have. Um, so I think if you went back and saw that Bob Bufundo right out of school, you'd find somebody who was working endlessly, was trying to be Superman, was trying to do it all. And whether that was at the restaurant level or in my first few corporate positions, um, I probably had zero work-life balance in terms of being able to get things done uh, because of that. Um, and so um, over time through <laughs> through mainly error, I was gonna say trial and error, but mainly error, uh, learned that um, 
was going to be much more successful and and um, and drive more long-term results working through through a team, and and really started focusing on doing that. So um, clearly, for the first part, I think uh, uh, I think that's certainly the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've uh, the second part of your question, Arjun. I, I will say that been enamored by restaurants and worked, worked my way through school in restaurants and and got hooked on it early so it's not like I've spent a ton of time thinking about other careers uh, but I would say what I enjoy most is again working with people mm-hmm. um, it is secondly uh, providing that, that servant leadership that you mentioned earlier uh, that's something that uh, I really enjoy doing. And then uh, thirdly, I'm competitive. I like to keep score. I like to know, you know, if I've won or lost. And so anything that involved those three components for me uh, would would be a great opportunity. I think, you know, that is such a great advice. And also I want to give a little shout out to Kriti Chawla, who just joined our team today. This is her first day at work. And I think if I was Kriti, I would love to hear this message is from day one, don't have to be a superman or a woman to do it all. Work through people from day one. So I think really your advice is great for all of us and especially for Kriti who is just joining. And Kriti again, welcome to the team, truly an honor. So the last question is Bob, what I find is, you know, somebody like you, leaders who are very successful, they have a process. So what is the first thing you do when you start your day and when your day is winding the work life of it, work site, what's the last thing do you do daily? Is there a routine that you would love to share? Oh, great question. Um, I am a process person, um, <laughs> sometimes to a fault as my wife would tell me. But uh, I think, um, you know, I think uh, first, uh, Arjun, when I start the day, it's, Um, understanding my calendar and the commitments that I've made. Um, uh, And it's thinking about what I need to do to ensure I'm going to meet those commitments. And especially one, ones that involve people or involve my team. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's part of the role model we play as leaders that um, uh, I want to make sure I'm meeting those commitments because they are critical uh, to the respect that they deserve and to the performance that we want going forward long term. Uh, they've got to feel good about the job they do and, and know how critical they are to getting that done. So uh, I hate missing commitments and, and I start the day usually looking at that calendar and understanding that. Um, and then <clears throat> at the end of the day, uh, and I kind of touched on this earlier, Um, I am a competitive person, excuse me. I do look to keep score and, um, I, from the time I was a restaurant manager at the end of the shift to today, I look back on the day and say, do I feel like I won or lost? Um, and, um, and I don't want to create the impression that I make dramatic changes based on that evaluation. I've belief that the business is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, But the marathon runner also makes adjustments along the way, right? And so there's the opportunity to tweak what we're doing 
and to uh, make changes at critical parts of the race. And so um, I always try to use my evaluation of the day as a, as a way to do that. Thank you, Bob. So Bob, what's the best way audience members can reach you? Oh, I think um, uh, just reaching out on LinkedIn is probably the easiest uh, and quickest way for me to get back with them. Okay. So LinkedIn, and it's Bob Bafundo, B-A-F-U-N-D-O. So That's Bob, correct. So Bob, this was absolutely amazing insights. You were listening to Bob Bafundo, and here are some of the key incredible nuggets that Bob shared with us. First, at the very beginning, he defined his role and his secret for big franchise relationship wins as he focuses from day one in only one thing to start with, pain point resolution for franchisees. He goes back to his days of being a franchisee and he knows and feels, and that's what he does. The second, he looks at how do we make every person successful and how do you break barriers? Operationally, that is the success key secret for a COO. The third big thing was before rolling out new things, he talked about three very powerful concepts. One, appreciate every franchisee, value their opinion, and resolve current problems. And that creates the path for future new ideas, new implementation. And sometimes we forget that, we get too excited until we build a bridge. When you try to take things across the river, it really does not work. The next part was people are first always, not only should we, should we not forget that, but also let us show that in our actions. And then as a leader, the three things Bob talked about was number one is commitment. And commitment comes not from words, but from passion. Second is focus on results. And that's the part where this one-liner, Bob, thank you for the gift. Personally, it'll stay with me. And I think everybody who listens is do not get confused between activities and results. Activities that do not get to results don't matter. And finally, you know, make sure you, you're, the whole focus on that desire to take people with them. True leaders get every person in the team across the finish line. And finally, this was a great piece of advice for those of us who are starting our career is do not be a superman or a woman from day one. Day one, learn how to work through people because that itself will one, prevent burnout and secondly, make us more successful. Again, Bob, this is, this is such a pleasure to learn from you and take, thank you for taking time to share these amazing nuggets with all of us. Thank you all for listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. For those of you listening to this live, truly appreciate you listening to this and also sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you again and looking forward to bringing to you another interview with another incredible leader from a different walk of life. 
and a different part of the world in the next episode of Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Thank you again, Bob. Thank you, Arjun. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, Brand Whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.